and welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. After a really great feedback from last week, and we had it in mind that we would go for this again too, but I decided to bring Mike back on. Hello, yeah, again. <laughs> so we could do another portion of kind of the relationship conversation. And what came to mind for me for um, the subject, because I think this is quite relatable for all of us, and there's a takeaway that is going to be a really great nugget of information for you all, no matter what type of relationship you are in. It's, it's an insight that I had had in the midst of our evolving relationship um, that was really incredibly helpful and frankly has been helpful not just in my marriage, our marriage, excuse me, but um, also in all of my relationships, my friendships, coworkers, colleagues, anyone. So where should we start? My From love. The beginning. <laughs> well, I think the easiest place to start would frankly be at the beginning. But this isn't that doesn't mean this is going to be miles long. So hang in there with me, folks. But um yeah, at the very beginning, I was I was pretty scrappy, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, you had you had a lot of uh charge and chutzpah. <laughs> Oh, you're so kind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, why don't you tell the people how I was when when uh, we would argue at the very beginning? I mean, it was sort of like a thing where we would have an argument, it would escalate, you would get really kind of overtaken by it, and then have either a instinct to leave, which would either mean leave the room, go into another room, leave the room, possibly try to leave the house that kind of thing, or you would just kind of get really angry and, you know, uh, just kind of, you know, y your emotions would come out a lot. You are so sweet in the way that you are describing this. I'm so grateful that the years <laughs> of the passage of time. You would grab puppies and you would <laughs> hug them <laughs> and you would just, just shake pillows with love <laughs> <laughs> no, you were you were pretty angry uh, in those moments. Yeah, I was just very combustible. I had very big feelings, um, and when anger would rise up inside of me, I honestly didn't really know what to do with them other than be explosive. Yeah. I didn't know uh, how to channel it or even what was going on inside of me. So all I knew to do was, again, to be explosive. Um, another thought that or memory that came to mind when you said about me leaving the rooms or house or whatever, because, mm -hmm. yes, that was a big one. But that was back when um, we had regular phones. Yes. And I would also shove the phone down on you, slam the phone oh, down. Oh, yeah. I'd yeah, hang yeah. up. Yeah. You, you had the, the joyful experience of slamming the phone down on air. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to call you back and say, did you hang up on me? Of course oh, you hung up on me. God, I'm so sorry. Anyhow, this, I don't know if I have painted enough of a picture for you all, but I would slam cabinets in the kitchen. I would, you know, I would hit things. I would just 
be so upset. Not, not people. No, I would hit the couch. I would hit the floor. I would hit whatever I was close to slam doors. Um, and it was a lot. And frankly, the breaking point for me was actually far before I found the three principles, this inside out experience of life that I teach and share with you all. The moment that cracked it for me that made me realize, well, let me say this first. After I would argue like that, I always felt shame after and guilt. I felt so sad. And frankly, because you, hun, would be really solid and just stand there and be present and hold yeah. space and you wouldn't fight me back most of the time. You just mm -hmm. would stay solid and calm. And maybe at the time, that's kind of what would make it in my in my perception, make it worse because I wanted you to join in or something. I can't even I don't even want to analyze it. It's completely a waste of time. Yeah. But. The thing that broke it for me um, was after we were engaged, and I think I've shared this story on the podcast before, but we had gotten in an argument, and, you know, typical Mike was staying steady, you know, just wanting to hear me out and want to understand me, and for whatever reason... I was so frustrated, couldn't even tell you what I was frustrated about. I was in the other room and I just, this rage was boiling inside of me in such a way that without even thinking, I took my engagement ring off, came out into the living room and I threw it at Mike and I said, you can take that back. Oh my God, it makes me feel terrible just re thinking about it dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I went into the bedroom and I slammed the door shut and I instantly crumbled I was so upset with myself because I knew that that wasn't the truth I knew how important the engagement was we had been together for quite a few years at that point and uh and it was just obviously really meaningful to both of us. And I didn't want to break off the engagement. Of course not. It was just my reactive behavior that was typical for the several years that, that we had been in a relationship together. And it was that moment, everybody, when I realized I didn't want to be that way anymore. I didn't want to be that way anymore. And so within minutes, it wasn't a very long time, Within minutes, I walked back out into the living room and I just very quietly said to him, can I have that back, please? Mm -hmm. And you gave it back. Thank yeah, God. Of course. Because there was a part of me that was like, what if I've done this one too many times, you know, being crazy reactive and you decided, never mind, I want to keep it. You're right. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. Yeah. So for me, what that really started to do was make me extremely aware of my internal experience when we would just start to get into a disagreement. You know, it didn't have to get to argument level. It really only ever got to argument level, frankly, because I just kept stoking the fire. 
Um, I really take personal um, responsibility for that. Um, And so after that engagement ring moment, I started to just be an observer of myself and start to be really aware of when we were in a conversation where maybe we weren't hearing each other or communication lines were getting crossed, you know, simple things. I could see and feel. It's like if I could put a color to the energy I was feeling, it was definitely hot and red, Mm -hmm. you know, fire that would come up from my toes and I would watch it wash over. It felt like it was washing over my brain inside of me. And just being a witness to that is what started to break the habit. Because I had such a deep resolve to not want to behave in the way that I had always behaved up until that point. I so badly wanted to change. So for me to see this about myself and start to go, okay, holy crap, I can feel it coming on. Here it comes. And I'd see red. And the way that I helped myself in that moment was just saying out loud to Mike, I need a second. I need one second because I couldn't hear anything. It's like I was underneath water because I had so much heat inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I knew that's what would leave to lead to me being reactive and horrible. Um, do, you yeah. think, do you think that it, you would think back on the engagement ring moment? Would it like be like a emotional like a landmark for you to not want to get to that point? Or is it just all subconscious? I, I didn't ever specifically think about that. Yeah. Honestly, because it really hurt my feelings so much with how much I hurt your feelings. Yeah, yeah. The experience of that was enough. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's just sort of like learnt and then part of it. Exactly. Or part of you, rather. Exactly. Which is just like anything, you know, when we have, just like you, Mm -hmm. when we were on the addiction, in the addiction series and you were talking about cigarettes. Yeah. It's like the second you become aware of where the experience starts inside of you, that is enough. Yeah. You know, that was an immediate shift in me to stop slamming things. It's like, I I mean, right now, even thinking back on that, I can have little spurts of, of, of upset that, that wind me up these days, but it is so far and few between. Plus when I do get there, I just can't, believe I lived in a body that had enough energy to be so freaking intense. Yeah. (laughs) I just had so much heat inside of me and, and it just came out everywhere, spilled over everywhere. Well, it was such a dichotomy to you too, because you're such a sweet, loving, caring outpouring of, you know, emotion type of person that it, it just, it was very contrary to your being. Yes. To see that kind of come out of you. And I think that's sort of like, you know, what we learned by going through those experiences was that it is something different and it isn't something that you liked and, it, and you didn't want to inhabit that kind of space. And I obviously didn't either. And it was about navigating that and figuring out, you know, 
how we could get past it and how we can get through it and, you know, what's the healthiest way to do it. And, you know, like you were talking about giving, uh, giving you space to kind of clear your head and to be able to think and you just need a minute, that sort of thing. Um, that was a major thing that I had to learn because, you know, a, a big part of me was that I'm over here being chilled this whole time and I'm seeing it from your side of the coin and, you know, I, you know, let's make it better now, right now, let's be good. And that was something I had to really kind of like, uh, learn it. Like I was saying to you earlier, it's a practice. Yeah. It becomes a, a kind of like a large practice to really inhabit that space of when I hear you needing a moment, it, it, it's a practice to, to, to give you that moment because, you know, even if we were to have an argument today, I would still have some part of me that wants it to be good now. And, yeah. and, and even though I know better, even though, even though I know you want it to be good right now as well, um, it doesn't work that way. Well, and isn't that so typical of so many relationships, you know, doesn't matter if it's, if they're romantic or not. Yeah. But when we are in that really heightened space, when our state of mind is all kicked up, you know, in the middle of a thought storm or, you know, in the old days for me, it was like the middle of a rage storm in my head, <laughs> like a freaking mm -hmm. tornado. But uh, anyway, on just, you know, even on a much mellower perspective, still having any kind of thought storm around something, you know, how many times have we, you know, followed each other? I mean, it's been a long time since you and I've been like this, but mm -hmm. I mean, it's depicted in TV and film all the time, too, where, you know, in relationships... We follow each other from room to room because, God damn it, we're going to get to the bottom of yeah. this and we're going to figure it out and we're going to resolve this now and, you know, all of that. And when you start to wake up to, okay, here's the nugget. I'm getting around to the nugget here that's <laughs> that's really big for all of us. doesn't matter your relationship status and who you're talking to, who you're in relationship with. When you wake up to the fact that state of mind is a game changer for everything. Yeah. So if the person that you are speaking with and you're trying to, let's say you are the more clear headed one and you're talking to your partner, your boss, your friend, your sister, brother, if you're talking to them and trying to get a point across even if you're trying to help and say something positive, if they are in a kicked up state of mind, it is absolutely pointless to try to speak to them in that moment. 100%. It is not until the temperature cools down a little bit in us as human beings that we can actually hear and see clearly. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, trying to handle a pot that you've like boiled water in. And if you touch the metal handles right when the water's done, you're going to burn your hands. Yes. But if you give it some time, it actually does cool down much quicker than, than you would think. And that's really hard to kind of see 
in real life when you're in the middle of that because all you want, like all I ever wanted to do in those moments was uh, help you understand that I cared, help you understand that I see where you're coming from, even if I didn't agree with it, even if I thought, you know, uh, your reactions were, were, you know, far above what I had wished they would have been or what we're arguing about, like, you know, even if I was like, oh, I don't even care who's right, let's just make this good. It's just trying to force that in that moment. It's it's like touching the, the hot handles. Yes. Yeah. You end up getting burned. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, it's not personal to you. Just like yeah. the hot, the, you know, the hot uh, pot. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not staying hot to be mean to you, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's that's frankly why I used to feel so horrible after being so bombastic before I had my my wake up call where I wanted to change my behaviors. I felt horrible after every single time. I never felt justified. I might have felt justified in the moment because my brain was doing that to me. Um, it was like a flood of adrenaline. Exactly. You know? Chemicals. Exactly. But man, like. Even if I was saying zingers to you, mm-hmm. you know, um, again, afterwards, I 100% of the time knew that I didn't tell the truth, that I had made stuff up to be mean, to like try to get your attention in a different kind of way or whatever it was. I can't even tell you because when the mind is kicked up, mm-hmm. nonsensical things look like they make sense. Well, even if it was truthful and even if it was like technically correct, you push your way through this, you know, argument and, you know, you're, ha ha, I stabbed you with the truth. I mean, who feels good about that? No one does. No. You're like, you know, you look, you look down at your like bag of gold, your, your treasure that you had because you've won and it's just a, you know, it's empty. It, it's meaningless at that point. Yes. You know. And, I just had this thought. <laughs> when when you are kicked up and upset, it is for sure that you are going to believe that you are right. Yes. When you're pissed off and you've got all this stuff going on in your head, oh, for sure, every time you're going to be right every single time. I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah. But if you think about it, when the when the temperature cools down and you're in in a more amiable place mm-hmm. we naturally consider other people's experience correct we naturally go oh wow cuz i didn't experience it that way i'm so sorry what did you you know even what did if, you yeah. think i mean even if you were like yeah this is still truthful and correct but I could also see why you would see it from this other place. And guess what? We're both right and both wrong. And we don't even want to be arguing about this in the first place. Let's go order a pizza. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's it's such a trick of the mind. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that <laughs> When you are, when you're feeling like crap and you've got your mind spinning a million miles an hour, man, you are definitely going to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it calms down and the storm passes... There is so much more possibility 
for you to communicate and discuss and get curious about. Exactly. And it's something to consider, you know, when you are looking at your own behavior, you know, that, holy cow, that's true. When I do get start getting upset with that person, I think about how all the things I do are right and all the things they do are wrong. Yeah. And yet in the times in between, when there isn't any upset, we're just living life together. We're experiencing exactly. life together. Because you give each other the grace to, you know, walk through those moments together. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And it's starting to be aware of, you know, I could go from zero to 60 in a heartbeat in the old days mm -hmm. in my mind. So it's not like this big gradual, you know, oh, no, there's sometimes that I feel right when I'm pretty chill. If you really take a moment to reflect, I have a feeling mm -hmm. that you still have gone from zero to 60 in your mind when you've, when you've got that, when you've got that opinion. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. So what do you feel is a good takeaway for today? I mean, it's just about realizing how your perspective in those heatful, heatful? I don't think that's a word. In, heatful. What, heatful? Heat, 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 space, heat full, full, full of heat moments. Harriet, sweet Harriet. <laughs> um, anyway, just it, you're in those moments and uh, your perspective really is, is the barometer of what's going on. And if you, if you believe, if you believe your emotions in that moment, you're going to say things you don't mean. And you're going to, you know, like the, the toxic pursuit of, tr of being right. And that was what was one thing that I've always, you know, had on my side as far as being chill in those moments is that I've never cared about being right. I think I said that last time yeah. um, that I'd rather be wrong in order to see, you know, uh, multiple sides of the equation. And that's enabled me to kind of like, you know, not get stuck in that so hard. But what I would get stuck in is the uh, the need to make it right. And then the, oh, my God, you hurt me, and, you know, this really sucks, and, you know, let's make it right. But it was still always trying to make it right. And if I would have just shifted my perspective a little bit and realized that you needed the space to, you know, naturally find that out on your own because it's there for you, you would have that. Um, we would be where we are now, and that's what we do now. If we have a small little tiff, we do that, and... Like I said, it's a practice, but it uh, it's a meaningful one. I mean, everything in life is a, is a practice. Anything meaningful and good in life is a practice. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. I don't know if that's a takeaway. It's a good one. And I would also say that, you know, that was really good. I'm letting it sink in. Two thoughts came to me. One is, I kind of mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when we had that dear rabbi call in, that there's kind of an innocent pursuit that we all kind of can get onto of using our minds to get back to a good feeling. And that's mm -hmm. kind of its own 
thing that you, that you, that you were up against of let's keep figuring this out and talk it out until we get back to a good feeling. Yeah. And you know, when you start to wake up to the fact that that's impossible, it's uh, impossible for me to, to force you to, to, to feel better. Uh, in yeah. those moments when it's you're impossible angry for and, any of us of to course. force ourselves and to feel better that to way do that with me yeah and and it just really took that sort of education and that and that experience over and over um to let it sort of sink in and to become a part of us and you know because in that moment it doesn't feel good to let you go have space yeah and because you're left with all of these emotions and feelings and you want you want to be uh, moving forward and and loving again and caring again and not being angry at each other. But once once I could once I personally could let that go, it it really does come back and you you have it naturally in you that you you know it, there's love there immediately and come back and we talk about it and then we get past it. Yeah, and frankly, faster and faster and faster the oh, yeah. more we do that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of smiling now because the other thought I had that came up as you were as you were speaking earlier was now when we get into any kind of discourse, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just find that we kind of get into the giggles more often than not because we are so aware that it's thought that's bumping heads, not our hearts, not the truth of who we are not liking each other it's yeah. just that in that moment either both of our state of minds aren't vibing or you know whatever it is it's just it's it's held with much it's much like it's much more lighthearted. yeah because i mean the core of any relationship any good relationship if there's love there there's love there and you're always going whether you're friends work you know mates or or partners in in in, in a relationship uh the core is there that that there's love and kindness and and care for each other and basically all we're doing is stripping away all the bullshit and and letting that remind each individual that it's there yeah that the love is there that the care is there yeah and then you can sort out all the other issues after that yeah absolutely absolutely yeah yeah, and my final thought would just be to repeat the state of mind idea of really starting to take a moment to reflect for for yourself, everybody out there listening, that you know, your feelings are a feedback system for where you are in your state of mind. So, if you are feeling revved up, inner pressure, upset, anger, something even as extreme as rage that I used to have in the old days. But again, seeing your feelings as feedback for where you are in your state of mind, when you are in a conversation or, or you know, in, in, a, in having discourse with, your per, with a person and you recognize, oh my gosh, My feelings are being my best friend right now, and they are letting me know that I am so kicked up in my head right now. This is a fool's errand to continue to try try to figure out. You know, I need a moment for temperatures to cool, you know, and that doesn't have to be a week-long break, guys. Like, 
just having that moment of me saying, I need a second. I need a second so I can hear you. That would sometimes be me taking a drink of water, going to the restroom. It wasn't, I need to take a break for a day, you know, and, and, uh, yeah. So it's, it's just honoring yourself in that moment. And I so appreciate for Mike that there was this innocent kind of pursuit of getting it to a better feeling quicker. But again, that was his mind tricking him that that needed to happen mm-hmm. in order for us to get back to a loving feeling. So the more that we started to honor that in each other, and frankly, I think I've seen you even take a moment from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of inevitable. Like once you, once you learn this, it's kind of hard to go back. Yeah. And it is literally you just even turning around and like walking into the kitchen for a minute. It just, it diffuses it, you know, exactly. The energy. It totally does. The charge. It absolutely does. And, um, really in the old days, if you think about it, that's what I was kind of blindly trying to go after by, you know, running out of the house or slamming the phone down. It just wasn't done with any respect whatsoever for myself or for you. Yeah. (laughs) You know? It's very true. Yeah. Never actually thought about that. Yeah. You were right all along. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Epic twist of fate. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyhow, I think it's been incredibly helpful for both of us, and we hope that it's been this conversation has been a little eye-opening for you that um, it really is a game-changer when you let yourself cool down inside and move on from things inside your mind a little bit, even just a tiny bit, give yourself a little breathing room for your partner to do that or the person you're in conversation with to do that because inevitably that's when you're going to be able to come back to the conversation with much more creativity at your fingertips, whether that means you get curious about where the other person is, have more open ears to what's really going on, you know, and uh, it's really, really helpful and a huge game changer for communication. Definitely. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Thanks, hon, for joining me again. Oh, yeah. We hope these conversations have been helpful for you. If not to open up your eyes and your ears and your hearts to consider something different for relationships with others, but especially in relationship to yourself kind of an eye-opener when you realize that taking care of yourself first is actually taking care of the relationship as well. So give us a call. Leave us a message. If you have any questions or comments or any specific nuanced conversations you would like to hear from us, I always love hearing from you. That number is 818-646-JESS. 818-646-JESS. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week.